All right, welcome back to another episode of Chalk Talk. Today's episode, we have our current top five Heisman Trophy candidates, as well as uh, kind of a weekend recap. Uh, we didn't get to a pod uh, before this week, so we're going to kind of recap some games <clears throat> and give our uh, updated top ten. As always, we have uh, Hadley and Sporty, as well as myself. Fellas, how we doing? Excellent. Nice little recap. First time we've done this. Sporty? Hey, I'm doing excellent. Uh, less than a week to the big game. Yep, big big one, big one. Uh, big game. Game day. Yep, so th- this this pod is uh, just kind of just kind of recap, and uh, then the following pod we'll give our, our picks and hammers uh, for this week heading into the big uh, Thanksgiving weekend and the final weekend of regular uh, season football in college football. So <clears throat> let's start off with um, – our top five Heisman candidates so far um, kind of been shuffling around. Some guys have kind of turned things up here late in the season. Some guys have obviously fallen off the map now based off of, uh, you know, this past weekend, in my opinion. Um, but Hadley, I'm going to start with you. Give us your top five Heisman candidates as of right now. Yeah, so before we even get into it, let me just say that this year is definitely the worst year I can remember. Uh so take it with a grain of salt when I say that any of these guys should be on the list because normally they really shouldn't. Number five, I'm going to start with Matt Corral. I think he'd be a lot higher, but he's been dealing with injuries this year, um, limiting his potential. So a little bit of cap there with Corral, put him at five. Number four, I originally had a number one before uh, this week, Kenneth Walker. Still has had an awesome year, but I think he had like six for 20 yards. Um, that one, that, The thing with the Heisman race, one game like that is just basically throwing you out. So, Kenneth Walker, basically done. Um, maybe if he finishes strong, he might be in New York, but otherwise, I don't see him there. Number three, C.J. Shroud. He's not... He has not had a a very consistent season. He's really finishing strong, though, which is what college football loves. Um, So definitely a top three candidate at this point. Huge game against Michigan State. Number two, never thought I would say this in my whole entire life, but Kenny Pickett um, has looked awesome. He's putting up historic numbers for that program, Um, and there's no reason he shouldn't be in New York at the moment. And the schedule doesn't seem to get any harder, so I think they'll probably go to the ACC championship, and if they end up winning it, he's definitely a top three candidate. Um, And number one, Bryce Young. Again, I really don't think he's played all that well, Um, but I mean, he's putting up good numbers in Alabama, who's probably going to be a playoff team. Um, Well, not probably, but we'll see. But yeah, I, I don't. I, I, again, I really don't want to give it to any of these guys, but my favorite right now is Bryce Young. I mean, obviously, if Georgia had a stud quarterback or a stud, you know, running back, it'd be, it'd, yeah. it'd be there just like that, just based on you know what they've been doing. But um, obviously, Heisman doesn't like to go to defense, so uh, it's anybody's right now. Sporty, give us your top five. Uh, number five, I'm going to go with uh, Kenneth Walker. He took a Big dip. Uh, he didn't really play much against Ohio State, which, uh, which kind of fact he did play, but he didn't. Uh, Ohio State shut him down, then he got somewhat hurt. I don't know if he got hurt the last game or what, so he didn't. He didn't get as many 
carries as he used to. So that's why I have him at number five. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with uh, Matt Corral. As long as they keep winning, I'm going to say he's still, still in contention. Number three, I'm going to go with Kenny Pickett. Like I, like I said, with Matt Corral, as long as they keep winning, he'll be uh, he'll be in the uh, talks with Heisman. Uh, number two, uh, Bryce Young. Uh, just still not uh, – he is good. I think he's number two, just still not sold on him to be number one. Uh, like he, like Hallie said, uh, the committee likes uh, the guys who, who are coming, coming on strong. I don't think he's coming in strong the last couple of games here. And my number one pick, I hate to say it, but uh, CJ, CJ Stroud, he threw for uh, 432 yards. His quarterback rating was 251. I've never heard that rating before. That is unbelievable. Uh, he threw for six touchdowns. He was he only missed he he only missed he had the uh, threw only three incomplete passes. So he was thirty two of thirty five. So that's that's pretty impressive. So as long as Ohio State keeps winning, and as long as he does well, uh, I have him winning the uh, Heisman this year. I have I have a quick statement for Sporty. <laughs> Yes. Go um, ahead. So you said Bryce Strong has. I mean Bryce Young has not finished strong. He just, He's, threw, he just threw for five sixty one yesterday. Did he not? Yeah, he threw for five. <laughs> corrected stats was five fifty nine, five touchdowns. So Al- he's. He's like week by week to me. He's some days he does good, some days he doesn't do good. So, so outside of yesterday, it's, it's I guess week by week. Lead, leading up to, I guess the Arkansas game, Sporty would say that he was. So leading up to leading it, up, I guess we'll, we'll make. That yes, clear. leading up, yes, yes. So that's yeah, that kind of jumped off me right away. I was like, "Sport, did you miss out on the uh, the box line of the Bama yeah. game?" Yeah. But uh, but yeah, let's let's uh, let's keep it rolling with the same. I think we all have like the same five. It's just a matter of order here. Um, number mm-hmm. five, I'm gonna go with Kenneth Walker. Um, I think really <clears throat> the first game against Northwestern, obviously big numbers. Obviously, put his team on the on his back against Michigan, um, and then you know he had his games where he was you know going over 100 yards and stuff like that. <clears throat> but really, in order to, uh, you know to be the Heisman Trophy winner, you if you're going to slip up, it's got to be like within the first three weeks. And this was his stage, really. To you know, if he would have put up some big numbers, then I think he would have been you know in the in the top running here. Um, even if Michigan State, you know, had they won, I think he would have definitely been, you know, first on the board here. But um, had they have lost, uh, you know, and, and he put up, you know, had he put up the big numbers, I think he'd still be kind of top three. But I think, you know, only having 25 rush yards um, plus, an, plus a team loss, that really kind of set him back. So I'm going to have him there at number five. Um, you know, obviously the only running back probably to, to make a crack at the at the Heisman this year. And then the next four, I got all quarterbacks. So number four, I'm going to go with Matt Corral. Um, you know, like Hadley said, he's been battling kind of the injury bug. Um, you know, lost to Bama and lost to Auburn. Um, but he has put up some big-time numbers. Uh, number three, I'm going to go with C.J. Stroud. Um, obviously, <clears throat> he's, uh, he's you know, slinging the football all over the place. But uh, I heard somebody say this the other day, and it, and it kind of – 
you know, it kind of made sense. Um, CJ Stroud, you know, he might not even be the best player on Ohio State. So how can he be the best player, you know, in college football to win the Heisman? Um, Very true. I think if you put another, you put any, you know, if you put, uh, oh, McCord, or is that, is that the guy from, is that the backup? Mm, honestly, I don't know. Or is, it McCord, is it McCord for Ohio State? Is that his last name? Yes, uh, yes. Okay, yeah. So if you put uh, McCord in, I think he puts up, you know, similar numbers. I don't know, you know, I don't know if we're talking 32 to 35, you know, but I think he's still, they still blow up Michigan State if he's in there. Um, but, I mean, you have Trigon Henderson, you got Master Tig, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. So I just don't, I think if you put another quarterback in there, like, I think they would do, obviously, they would obviously do well, but, I mean, I just, He's having a great season, so I, I think he deserves a a uh, invite. But I just don't think, in my opinion, he should win it. Uh, number two, I'm gonna go with Bryce Young. Um, again, he's putting up some big time numbers. Uh, only the one loss to Texas A&M. Uh, if, if they beat Georgia, I think it's I think it's his. Um, but again, he's not. Again, like he's not a guy that's kind of like I don't know how to describe it. Like. Like, people aren't talking about him like they talked about, you know, Trevor Lawrence, like, in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it's just not – I don't know what it is. Um, his numbers are still insane, but they're he's just not getting enough hype. But, again, I feel like there's other pieces to Bama that and, – and, and, like, for the most part, I don't think Bama's getting looked at as, you know, on an offensive side of the ball as highly as they should be. But um, – I just have Bryce Young there at two. Uh, you know, go beat Georgia, and then the Heisman's yours. Um, but this might be a little bit of bias here, but I got number one. I'm going to go with Kenny Pickett. Without him, in my opinion, Pitt would not be anywhere close to where they are now. So I think he means the most to his team. And even the times that they've lost, he still has put up big-time numbers. Um, and, you know, granted, outside of, like, one – out of his six interceptions, one of them was really kind of like a heave downfield with under like 30 seconds to go or under a minute to go in the first half of yesterday's game. Uh, he's only thrown five picks. And, you know, he's breaking records. And I just feel like in this kind of year, I think it's I think it, you know, could be his. Um, just because, you know, the number one team doesn't have that stud. So uh, I think Kenny Pickett definitely deserves it. Just from a number standpoint, um, kind of a – um, number standpoint and how kind of like his value to to the team of, of how much that you know they rely on him. So I'm gonna give Kenny Pickett my number one spot. Um, See, weird weird conversation to bring up here. I feel like if it was an MVP award, I'd give it to Pickett. Right. Exactly. But the Heisman is supposed to be, in my eyes, is supposed to be like who had the most dominant year, which is weird. But I feel like. He has had a dominant year, but not as dominant. But, like, I don't know. I agree that I think he's the, the most valuable player to his team out of these guys. But I, I feel like they won't give it to him because it's not the MVP. It's the Heisman. Right. And, like, I, I'm just kind of, like, wishy-washy with, like, how much credit to give Bryce Young. I mean, he's a really good quarterback and stuff. And, you know, Bama, yeah. Bama, Bama's going to Bama. But um, I just – I, I don't know. I feel like they could put another quarterback in there, and they'd still be the same record. Obviously, the numbers might be different, but I, they, they'd still 
be sitting where they're at. Yeah, I don't know what... This is the first year in a while I can remember that there wasn't a clear-cut top five teams that had Heisman candidates. Yeah. Like, Kenny, Kenny Pickett is in this conversation. I feel like there's normally not a guy like him in it. Like, and if they are, they're usually, like, fifth. But he's really, like, in it. Like, he could win it. Right. It's just, I don't... I, I don't see them giving it to someone that's not in the playoffs or at least not contending for the playoffs. And, like, like I think the last time... Correct me if I'm wrong. I think the last time somebody won it without... What they say? Without either making the playoff contention or without, like, having at least two losses. It might have been Lamar Jackson. That might be the yeah. last time. And so, I mean, I, I don't know. It'll just be... And I think he was a different kind of dominance. Right, right, right. Like, he was transcendent in the way he ran. Yeah. That's So, here's where it's going to get interesting. If, if Bama loses to Georgia, that SEC championship's not going to be obviously with Bama, and I think that's going to kind of shut, you know, Bryce Young down in a little bit. Like, you know bring him down a little bit in, like, the rankings of the Heisman. Mm-hmm. But if he wins it, then everyone's going to be like, oh, Bama's back. And They're going to try their best to give it to either Stroud or Young. Right. And so. if if Stroud has a big game against Michigan and, and, and potentially a big game against maybe, like, you know, whoever they're playing on the West, as of right now it's Wisconsin, I think it's probably going to go to Stroud just because they're tr- trying to keep it with, you know, Ohio State and – you know, Bama. I'm not, I'm not saying they do that, but the people who are I there, think his everyone has a Heisman moment, and I feel like Shroud's Heisman moment right now is that first half against Michigan State. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying like, the, have one, and Young really doesn't have one either right, right. now. I'm not saying it'd like, be against Georgia. Like I'm not saying the voters like try to do it, but like the people who vote, they're like, oh yeah, it's the Ohio State like big name, like yeah, they want the big big school to get the big school. name. So. Uh, I think I think this will be we'll we'll revisit this uh, top five. I, I feel like maybe after uh, conference championship week, I feel like this should be our a, another top five at some point. Yeah. Um, but let's uh, let's give a quick little recap here of of the weekend. Um, but before we do that, let's uh, just give us our updated or give you know give the listeners our updated uh, top ten um, college football rankings. Um, again, these are our our rankings, uh, they have nothing to do with what we, you know, projecting what the CFP is going to do, but these are our individual rankings. Uh, Hadley, let's start with you. Give us your top ten. Okay. I think if this was me, I'd go ten Oklahoma, nine Baylor because they beat Oklahoma, even though they have two losses, um, eight Ole Miss, seven Oklahoma State, six Notre Dame, climbed all the way back up, by the way. Number five, Michigan. Number four, Ohio State. So basically contending for a playoff spot there. Um, three, Bama. And then Notre, Notre Dame could potentially take that spot. Um, two, Cincy. One, Georgia. So I think the six, uh, you know what, seven teams that have a shot are Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, Michigan, Ohio State, Bama, Cincy, and Georgia. Kind of one loss, kind of one loss champ Oklahoma. Oh, wait, oh, just Oklahoma get in? Are you saying? Can they get in? I don't. I don't think so. I don't unless they're absolutely dominant, which I don't think so. Okay. I, I, I It's weird because I think a one loss Oklahoma State team has a chance, but I think a one loss Oklahoma team does not. 
I think the committee has something very much against them this year. See, I if if Ohio State wins out, Cincy wins out, and Georgia wins out, I think Bama should get in over Notre Dame. Really? Yeah. I think they should. I don't, I, don't know if they will, is, I don't know if they will, though. That's the thing. <laughs> like, like I've said in the past, though, this is a mix of what I think slash what I think they'll do. Okay. Like, it's a mix. Okay, it's a little bit of mix. Okay, now I got you. I got you. So, I think, say Ohio State wins and Bama loses, I think that Ohio State will be three and they'll put Notre Dame at four. It'll be because, but I hate to take up some time here, but Georgia, Bama, one four, they're not going to want them to play back then. Right, right. That's true. So, they're not. I doubt they put Georgia at one, Bama at four. They're gonna want to put Notre Dame at four. That, that, that could be it. Could be it. Um, Sporty, let's quickly jump to you here. Uh, I know we're pressing on time here. We hey, we got a big Sunday night game with the Steelers, so this is gonna be a rather short pod here tonight. That's why we're picking it back up, uh, probably Monday or Tuesday to uh, kind of give a second half of uh, of this pod. So, Sporty, go ahead. Uh, number ten. I'm gonna go with Oklahoma. Uh, nine Baylor. Uh, eight. I'm gonna go with uh, Ole Miss. Seven. Go with Cincy. Six. Wow. Six <laughs> Notre Dame. Uh, five. I lost. Lost my track of teams here. Oh, did I say Cincinnati? He said seven. Since he was seven. Hold on. <laughs> I'm out. I lost track here. Oklahoma State's left. Michigan's left. All right. Oklahoma State. I'm going to have them at number uh, five. Wait, who do you have it? Oh, no, all right. Now I'm getting. All right. You have them. Okay. You have them at five. Now I got you. Okay. Go ahead. Keep going. Are we back on track? Yeah. I think we're back on track. Uh, number four, Michigan. Three, Bama. Two, Ohio State. One Georgia. All right. Okay. Um, kind of shocked by the Cincy pick. Um, at seven. Is there is there a reason why you dropped them so low? I uh, just I'm just not sold on their uh, competition. The competition of uh, play. I mean, they beat Notre Dame. And you have them below Notre Dame. That's what's kind of I'm kind of struggling here. With. I meant I meant to, I meant to put uh. Notre Dame, so Notre Dame, Notre Dame seven, Cincy six. Yeah, I might, have to, I might have to say it's Cincinnati six, Notre Dame seven. Okay, all right. So you do have them. Okay, that at least makes sense. And then Oklahoma State five. Okay, okay. Yeah, now we're back on track. All right. Still, still a little bit baffled with Cincy at six, but uh. Yeah. Um. Hey, it is what it is. It's gonna play. All of it's gonna play out, and uh. We'll uh, we'll see here about two weeks. Um, ten. I'm gonna go with Oklahoma. Agree with you guys there. Uh, nine. Ba- Baylor. Eight. Old Miss. Uh, seven. Notre Dame. Six. Oklahoma State. Which I think that would be a really good bowl game if that could happen. Oklahoma State. Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, so let's let's hope uh, let's hope that happens. Uh, five. I'm gonna go with Michigan. Four. I'm gonna go with Ohio State. Three. Bama. Two Cincy, one Georgia. Um, I do think Cincy. I think Cincy's a top four team. I feel like they should be two, just based on the fact that they've won and they have 
that Notre Dame win. Do I think that Ohio State and Bama can beat them? Absolutely. Um, which is why I had a tough time rating, you know, this whole this whole season. Um, but they just they, they they have to get in. Like, there's no way if they win out, they beat they beat Notre Dame. They beat the number whatever Notre Dame's gonna end up. They beat them. Like that's got to yeah. do something. Like Oregon. Like I, I'm I'm going back to Oregon. I mean, obviously their offense is really good. And I'm, let's go back to Oklahoma too. Like they they beat their opponents, and like the Big Twelve isn't anything to to rave about. Pac twelve is not anything to rave about. And like they won like some close games. And I'm not saying like I'm not trying to compare the American to the you know the, the group of five here, but it's not like Oregon has been beating like ranked opponent upon ranked opponent. Oklahoma has not been you know has not been beating ranked opponent upon ranked opponent. Oregon has one, like, I think one ranked win, if, if I'm correct, and that's against Ohio State. Yeah. Um, and they were riding Oregon the whole time. So, I just, if since he loses, yeah, they don't deserve to get in. Like, there's no way. Um, but they winning has to mean something. Um, yep. And, okay, if maybe maybe if Ohio State wins the Big Ten, yes, yeah, since he should probably drop down to, to, to three or maybe even four. Um if Bama would win the SEC, I, I think since he should, should go down to four because I think, you know, Georgia and Bama are better than them. But I think for right now, I'm going to leave it as is. I'm going to keep Cincy there at two. Um, realistically, I probably think they're talent-wise, talent I don't think they can beat Bama, Ohio State, or Georgia, but I'm going to put them there too because they've won their games. Um, and, hey, and it all played out because I said I, I, I had Ohio State above Oregon. I said Oregon went out. I'll put you above them. They lost. I told Michigan State, went out, and you can go above Michigan again. Um, and it all played out. So um, quickly, quickly on our uh, on our recap here, um, let's each give a game, what pro or college, that kind of uh, surprised us this weekend. Uh, and then we'll pick up some we'll pick up some more recap uh, on on the next pod here. Um, Hadley, we'll start with you. What was one game that was really kind of either surprising or really good game that you saw this weekend? Um, Colts versus Bills. I definitely would. I definitely thought it was a must win, and I thought of the two, Bills and Bucks, that this was the winnable game. Um, but I did, I thought it would be like a maybe a three point win. I mean, they destroyed them. Um, the Bills have real problems. The Colts are a very, very good football team that unfortunately had a few mistakes during the course of the season, dealt with injury issues, and definitely now behind the pack. But they're a hell of a team. Um, hopefully they can look to finish strong. And Jonathan Taylor, 200 yards, five touchdowns today. Unbelievable. MVP conversation, please. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh... That that cost me one of my hammers for the week too. So uh, Bills minus seven. <laughs> um, I mean, real quick. I mean, again, it's, the Heisman's kind of like the MVP. Why? What's stopping Taylor from being in that discussion? I, I truly, I don't know if you guys think he's a top five candidate. I think he is at this point. I I personally I I I honestly don't I don't even have like a a top runner right now. So. Um, I think that's going to be for later on down the season because, like, 
I don't have anybody specific that's like standing out. I mean, Taylor, yeah, in my my opinion, yeah, he should be up there as well because he's he's having a heck of a season. But um, there's not you know one person that just stands out. It's like, oh yeah, they're gonna win the Heisman because or yeah, the Heisman, uh, the NFL MVP. Yeah. Um, Tyler's been hurt. Dak right. has been struggling. Yeah. Mahomes has been struggling. Brady's been struggling. Yeah. Like, yeah, this could be a running back year. Yeah, honestly. Um, all right, sporty. Quickly before you have to go, um, give us the the surprising game. Uh, let's go with let's go one. I'm gonna go with one NFL game. I'm gonna go the uh, the Texans over the Titans. I had no idea that the Texans were gonna beat the uh, Titans this afternoon. And if you would have told me Taylor Taylor beating Ryan Tannehill today in Tennessee, I would have probably had a stroke. Okay. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> but hey, it happened. Stroke. Jeez. He's just, just very blunt about it. He goes, I would have had a stroke. Pause. Just dramatic pause. Um, Daniel no, played probably his worst worst game out of his, um, not career, but the, like this year. Yeah. He had four intercept. He threw, he threw four interceptions. Yeah, he killed me in fantasy. He threw 52 times for her. 323 yards. So, but you know they don't right now. They don't really don't have a running back right now. A true running back. They have a running back committee. Uh, which uh, Nichols he, he didn't play today. So they Peterson he didn't do much. Hillard didn't do much. Foreman didn't do much. So uh, the the Texans kept the Titans in check today. So the Titans have now beat the Chiefs, Rams. Bills, etc., and they've lost to the Jets and Texans. Yeah, that's that, that's bad. That's bad. Yeah, and they might be a one seed. It just blows me. Um, amen to that. Yeah. Hey, not to switch gears here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go over to college football for the I think the surprising game of the week. I thought they were gonna win, <clears throat> but <clears throat> their margin of victory was insane. <laughs> Got to show some love to the Utah Utes here. <clears throat> um. You know, having a big game at home against Oregon, um, getting up twenty-eight nothing at half. First of all, why did Oregon punt the ball even remotely to the returner? That was their first mistake. Awful. Um, but they just—I didn't—I didn't get to see you know much of the game because um, I was on, on the way home from the pit game. Shout out to Pitt for clinching the coastal. Um, but yeah, Utah like that was just. 38 to 7. I mean there's there's no way. I like if anything Oregon would have you know I guarantee everybody without Oregon yeah, Oregon 38 or 38-7. Um Utah was the favorite in the game but uh it was only three and a half, and then they they pounded the Ducks. So that was I think that was the most surprising part of this of this weekend for me. Um Hey, one one and two on hammers is one for two or one out of three, I guess. My record was one and two on the hammers. Um, SMU did not cover whatsoever. That was like a eleven and a half spread um, or twelve and a half. I forget. Uh, like we just said, the Bills didn't cover. They they you know they lost. Obviously, they got pounded. Um, but I, I I did take uh, my other hammer was the Baylor Bears. Uh, they were dogs for some reason, uh, but they came back and you know not really comeback. They didn't have a comeback, but they just. They took it to Kansas State, so uh, that, that's who picked up my lonesome victory on the on the hammers this week. Hadley, what were your hammers for the week? Um, they were pretty bad. I'm scared to even say them 
but uh, it was Falcons plus six and a half. Um, that didn't go so well. Michigan State plus 19 and a half. Oh, that wasn't close. That was the other surprising game. Yeah, that was really bad. Um, but then Utah Moneyline got the W. So still one and two. It's record all, is all that matters, I guess. It's sporty. I, I know one of yours was UNLV uh, spreads. So yes. So what, go ahead and rattle off your three real quick. Uh, my first one was Rutgers spread to 12 and a half. I both see it in cover. Uh, Lions. I took the Lions NFL with a spread, 11. Uh, they played the Browns tough today. They came up a little, a little short. They lost uh, 13-10 with their third-string quarterback or fourth-string quarterback. So, uh, yeah, I don't think the Browns are all that good. I know they have two. Guys, I know they have running backs hurt, but I think one of their starters was back today. Yeah, Chubb Chub played. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, and my yeah, that, and my last one was uh, San Diego State. I took UNLV plus ten Friday night. They lost a tough game at home to saying they lost by eight points, 28-20 to Coach Hoke in the San Diego State Aztecs. So, um, I went two and one with my uh, hammers. Yeah. So my winners were UNLV and the Detroit Lions. Yep. Um, so quickly, obviously we know uh, black and gold are on here, so. We're going to cut this one short. Just want to squeeze one in here because we, you know, we, we were behind uh, in the week. Um, but coming up in the next, next episode, we'll be talking about uh, probably some more recapping of, of the weekend um, and also looking forward to uh, the weekend of football, you know, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving week. Um, and uh, we'll break down some more football and uh, potentially start to look at some of the conference championships in college football. Um, start to really look at the NFL playoff picture, and we gotta we gotta talk at NBA. I mean, I know it's still football season, but we gotta at least throw a little touch of NBA in there. So that'll be uh, on the next pod. So, um, chalk talk out. We'll send it next time.